Charlie girl. Koi boo. What's going on? Hi, love. I We are almost ready for a festival. Girl. That's all I can think about. I posted the other day on Twitter how I'm only going to drink water and eat air for the next, <laughs> like, now it's down to like seven days. So you can lose that, that like one inch that's bothering you in your waistline for a No, I have several inches bothering okay. me in my waistline. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to lose because I want to look snatched. I have decided to hide it. Okay. Good for you on the snatch game plan. I have decided to go with the fit and flare life. You know, I'm not mad. I am going to be picking up a couple of blouse, uh, blousy shirts. Yes. Can we get the, what they call flounce, ruffle, yes. tiered? Yes. I'll, I'll do a pencil skirt because the butt still looks good, but a not that, mid, that midsection. It's just. Because, you know, we eat we in eat. New Orleans. Like, I love New Orleans to eat. is what you. The first thing I think about when I get off the plane is where I'm going to get that fried shrimp po' boy from. Um, I go ahead and just lose all my friends and go to Acme because it's better for me to get in before the line before the line and by yourself because when you come with two people they're like it's a weight baby but if you go one really a little tip for you they'd be like who's here just by themselves and I raise my hand proudly (laughs) and they're like there's a spot at the bar and at the bar is the best time are you serious and I eat my charbroiled oysters and I have my DAC or whatever drink it is the hurricane hurricane and um, I'm good to go well, you guys, we have, what, less than seven days, basically seven days till festival. Yes. See you there. But in the meantime, we have Hot Topics. And But first, let's oh, shout out today? that today we have June Ambrose, who June. is like the flyest mother. Shout out to June because she posted, I love her Instagram life. Her Instagram life is, so is everything. But she posted how she was going to attack a work day. And she took a clip from Old School Wonder Woman. And she said, this is how I feel about this Monday. And like, so it's a <laughs> clip of, you know, Linda Carter going into the uh, telephone booth coming out as Wonder Woman. <laughs> and it was so perfect. It was so perfectly June. So shout out to June. Can't wait to. And she gives us all this backstory about when she was working with Missy on the video shoot. And, you know, this is the 20th anniversary of Missy, Missy. Elliott's Super Duper Fly. Super Duper so fly. Stay, stay around for that. But first, there was quite an eventful thing happening this week weekend. Snatched our edges. Yes, yes. The twins arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Everything stopped. Start? The world stopped, world as we stopped. predicted, mm-hmm. here on Yes Girl Podcast. Thank you. Um, no, but it was kind of weird because everyone was expecting Beyonce mm-hmm. and Jay to mm-hmm. reveal the twins in this like big way. Yeah, everyone and then, thought it was the 444. Yeah, or something, mm-hmm. or that we would get like a grand moment, or they would release a video on title, whatever. Yeah. And it just kind of broke subtly, like sources say, which had the Beehive going like, Wait, Wait a minute. Not until the queen speaks. Mm-hmm. I will not confirm this. And it took us a few days to really digest, right? It was Father's Day. People were busy. Yep. And they were like, did she really have them? What's going on? And then now we find out it, it may be, allegedly, reportedly, because they're still in the hospital with, yes. with minor complications. Yes. Which is kind of normal when which you is fine. Which is, yeah, when I saw the thing, like, they're under the lights and it could be jaundice. Again, this is all allegedly according to TMZ. And, but I'm like, that sounds about right. Yeah. You I mean, know what I mean? Twins it's come pre- early. They said they may have been premature. Yeah. But I, my best friend has twins and I know that she did not carry them to term because yeah. they needed some room. Yeah. They cooked. And, and they jaundice were... is a very common thing. If it is jaundice that the babies have, it's very common and they're doing the right thing by doing it. So, well, we're Beyonce happy and for Jay you. is human. I know they're superhuman, but they're still human. Absolutely. And, and we still can't here. wait. We we think it's a boy and a girl. Yes. Because of an image that surfaced with yes. a you know, card for B and J. Yes. And a pink balloon and a blue balloon. Yes. So I feel like like who else is B and J in the hospital? Yeah. I feel like the secret's out, guys. But <laughs> until she posts that picture, that perfectly exactly. orchestrated photo shoot that I know that they're planning and it's Absolutely. gonna be everything. So. I can't wait. And, yeah. the, and and seeing people on Twitter like guessing the name. Yeah. Oh my God. 
like they should would somebody say red oak you know it's like blue ivy mm-hmm. didn't be people who were giving all these names I'm like Twitter let it go I saw James Corbin he tweeted well he said something in his stand up routine on his show and he said some crazy name and he said the fact that none of y'all question me <laughs> lets me know that we're taking this way too seriously way too seriously but congratulations Beyonce and Jay-Z and good luck with those Geminis yes honey no offense Geminis I love y'all all of y'all inside of your body Corey you know some Geminis See, no, I'm not. I like uh, astrology, but I'm not that into. I'm very proud to be a Capricorn, but I don't know like my gotcha. signs. And- well, I don't know a lot about a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I do know that Gemini's are a bunch of people in one, yeah. and they're great people in one. But mm-hmm. Gemini's have a lot of personality and a lot of moods. All right, so Beyonce, get ready. Okay. What's also next? in the baby news, um, I'll admit I have to give a little side eye. I hear that Kim K is getting a surrogate. Surrogate. For their third baby. Timing is interesting. It is. Because that was my first thought. was like, damn, you can't let Jay and Beyonce have a minute. You know, there's been a lot of conversation over the years on the internet about this idea that whenever Beyonce has a big moment, Mm -hmm. suddenly Kim Kardashian is trying to, dare I say, replicate it. Mm -hmm. You know, imitate it. Mm -hmm. Do something similar. I know, remember when um, Beyonce hit the red carpet at one of the award shows. She looked amazing with blue and they had these matching gowns. Yeah, I remember. I think it was the VMAs. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. VMAs. And then shortly thereafter, Kim did a photo shoot with Northwest and matching metallic outfits. And it's it's been weird. Do you think it's a thing? Do you think I think it's a little bit of a thing. I think everything with the Kardashian family is planned. And unfortunately, somebody's back there pulling strings. So and the fact that that was my first thought. I it, it didn't come from a genuine place, but you know what? Hey, you got the money. You want to do this? Fine. You want to grow your family? Good and even if you. it was true, it's also an interesting time to announce it. Like they're yeah. not doing anything to help this idea that. Yeah. I will say this. I hope that's not the case because for you to have the money, the fame, and the lifestyle, and to still if it, if this is true, mm-hmm. let's just come on, women. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it for a second. Yeah. If you have all of that and you still feel the need to compare yourself to someone else or be in competition with another woman? Like, when does it end? Yeah, it'll never end. But let's hope that's not true. Yeah. Um, Also, something exciting, Miss Kenya Moore. I love it. Give me the tea. Who is this man? I'm all on Essence.com. Kenya Moore and Wayne got married. Kenya Moore, congratulations, sis. She got married in St. Lucia Mm -hmm. to a businessman. Hold on, let me get his name together. Mark Mark Daly. Daly. He is one of, he's the owner of the Brooklyn Eatery, SoCo. Which yep. I've been to a few times. The food is good. Yes. It's not too far from my house. Mm-hmm. Ken, Kenya took us all by surprise, okay? Like, first, there were pictures I of mean, her in a dress on the beach getting married. And I was like, wait, who, what? With no this, cameras. Did Mark, was he ever on this season's episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta? No, but he wasn't on the show. Wow. And okay. people are wondering if he'll be on the show. But here's what I'm going to tell you guys, though. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't, I don't think you really saw this, but we did a Facebook Live with Kenya, mm-hmm. like, maybe a month ago. She came in the office. And we were like, girl, how are you? You know how we get. Like, girl, yeah, how yeah, are you yeah. doing? And, like, are you good now? Because she had gone through everything with, um, what's his name? Matt? The, the crazy one on the show? That's oh, I, I didn't watch it Well, she lot, had a so. crazy boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I think it's Matt who was talking her or whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. we were like, are you okay, girl? Because he's like slamming things and throwing things. And she was like, I'm so good. And she got really emotional in a happy way. And oh, we wow. were like, uh-oh, Kenya's in love. And then wow. boom. So Kenya's married, you guys. She's keeping this one to herself. She's turned off the comments. She's, you know, sharing photos as she wants to. She's not being the Kenya we know. She's just Oh wow, so this is a real moment it's, for her. I feel like she's I feel like she found her her soulmate. I mean, you know, time will tell, but we're happy for you, Kenya. And you look oh, gorgeous. Of that course. Dress. I mean, she's slayed. And they look really happy and she's happy and you know, I'm always on team love, Corey. All right. I'm happy about that. 
then that's what Congrats, makes me Kenya. happy. Um, give us those exclusive wedding photos, Kenya. Yeah, please. Hey, Kenya. <laughs> Hi, you look beautiful. Um, what else speaking of beautiful, can I just give myself a pat on the back? I took a little mini vacay. Okay. I went down to the American Miami. Black Film Festival in Miami. You look great. Thank you. I took my daughter. We had fun. Although she did not, she kept wanting to be in the beach. In the, I mean, actually, no, not the beach, the pool. She the hated pool. the beach, actually. But um, I was down there for ABFF. I got to talk to Regina Hall, Malcolm Lee, and Will Packer about Tell the people what girls. ABFF is oh, American Black Film Festival. There we ABFF go. ABFF 27. It's actually the 20th anniversary. Okay. So I moderated a conversation with the star of Girls Trip, Regina Hall, and actually one of our cover stars. But I was so pressed to get into the Insecure <laughs> first episode screening. Like, I was like, hi. Um, hi, can I I cannot it? believe you've already seen it. So I've seen it, but they were I'm very jealous. clear about no spoilers, no whatever. Just talk about it. But y'all get Ready is it's all so I'm going to say. Shout out to Issa Rae. Shout out Yvonne Orgy. Shout out Jay, Jay Ellis. Ellis. Shout out HBO. When does it come back? July 23rd. Okay, marking my calendar. So re- and, and shout out to Issa because she apparently left set because they're still filming. Mm-hmm. Flew to Miami, did this talk. Mo- Bevy Smith, friend to the show, moderated. And that sounded just like Wendy Williams. I'm sorry, Wendy Williams. I think I was watching Wendy Williams this morning. So Wendy <laughs> friend Williams to the show. My head. Friend to the show. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Bevy. And Issa went to the party and literally got on the plane the next day that morning to go back to set. So these super women, she's not the only one. You know Ty Bouchamp, our girl Ty. Yeah. I I'm following Ty. Shout out to Ty. Um, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I want her Insta story, and she's on a flight. She's in the car in Miami, headed to New York to speak at the What Women Want conference that just occurred over the weekend. The Great Girlfriends. Shout out to them and their incredible podcast. Our editor in chief Vanessa spoke on a panel, but Ty is up there. Flying to New York for the day to speak on the panel with Vanessa for the What Women Want conference and then flying back to Miami just in time to hit the pool with you guys. I saw her because okay. she came to the TV One dinner. <laughs> and and I was like, oh, hey, Ty, you know, I'm just kicking it up. I was actually, I did an Insta story for Essence mm-hmm. at that because uh, Tiana Paris was there looking amazing. <gasps> I have a hair Tiana on her. Tiana those braids. Mm. Her hair, oh, just always. Every, everything. Everybody Ramon looked was, great down there. Great. Melanin was popping. And Ty was like, oh, I just, got to, I just went up to Newark for the day. I was like, yeah, what? For the day. For the day. But that's about that life. You yep. got to live it. That's you how you hustle that's in how today's hustle. world. What? You need an appearance in the morning? Got you. You need yeah. me in another state at night? Got you. You know, one time I was in four four different states, I think, in 24 hours. But you I thought ended- you were Jay-Z. Remember Jay-Z okay. that time? <laughs> what? He had those no, concerts I that. within, was it 48 hours or 72 hours? Four states? Yeah. He did like New York, Miami. Yeah. When yeah. you have to get your checks. Hey. You, you find a way. You do it. You Amtrak, do it. United, yeah. air, Airfare, something. You make it work. What now else? One Corey? thing I did miss at ABFF. I didn't get to see Queen Sugar, but it came on last night. I, right. I wanted to get that preview, but you know I had to actually pick Tuesday and choose. night. Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's true. And it's coming on again. It came on again last night. The second premiere. So yeah. can I just give a moment? Can we have a prayer for Kofi, <laughs> Ralph Angel? Like. Love him. Oh, that giggle in the, in the background you hear because Yolanda's not here. Yolanda's so we have a busy. visitor. We have a visitor. Our intern Victoria Jonas. Hi, Victoria. Just y'all, hey girl, hey, you're on the podcast. <laughs> Victoria wanted to sit in and see some of the behind the scenes yes girl action, and you know. And Victoria, you're Howard. Howard HU. I'm not going to talk about that HU because I went to the other okay, HU at Hampton. All right, let me stop. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so Queen Sugar's back. We're Queen all back. loving that. And then. We had some sad news. Sad news. Prodigy. <sighs> My I husband can't... is in mourning. I was looking like He's LeBron the James. Mob Deep fan. 
like Nas. Everyone's hurting. They're like Prodigy passed away on Tuesday. Everyone from a sickle cell so, complications from sickle, sickle cell. cell yeah. uh, he had a show in Vegas mm-hmm. on Saturday. He had to be taken away from a fan interaction and from the show um, on a gurney. He was not doing well. Mm-hmm. They believe it was the heat, which makes me so sad because you know it right now in Nevada and Arizona and all that. Oh, it's yeah. like 125 degrees yeah. all day. Like shout out to all of you mm-hmm. and your air conditioners because I don't even know how you're making it. Yeah, and um, he was wonderful. He's out there. He was doing a show and then something went wrong and. We lost another great one. Yeah, at 42. At 42. And he had been here recently to talk about his cookbook, Corey. Yeah. Um, that video we'll have up on the site and to talk about why um, prisoners need better uh, meal options. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just had a huge heart. And a, I mean, I don't even know what to say. When I found out, I had to text my husband because I knew yeah. he was going to be hurting. I didn't want him to see it on Facebook yeah. and be all, you know. Charlemagne, um on The Breakfast Charlemagne. Club, he gave him a really nice tribute. Oh, he did? How he actually had... Um, he had booked him when he was down on the radio in South Carolina to do mm-hmm. a show and Mob you know, Prodigy was there to do the show, but then he had another attack. I don't know if it's an attack of sickle cell, but something happened where he, again an episode where he had to stop. They had to luckily <sighs> someone in the studio had medicine for him, but he couldn't com- uh, he couldn't complete the show. Same, you know, scenario, but ultimately... But I love that Prodigy was pushing through, though. Mm-hmm, I mean, you know, imagine mm-hmm. having a chronic illness yeah. and still wanting to perform and yeah. meet the demands of being an, uh, an artist, mm-hmm. you know? So he will be missed. Yes, yeah, shout out to his family. Um, and But we did have a little good news. What? We got some listener, some podcast love. We did? From National Public Radio's The Big Listen. Oh, yes, we did. Look, yes. I'm like, we did? You look at me like, and I already uh, tweeted it. See, y'all, that's what happens on a Wednesday with no coffee. But I mean, a Thursday <laughs> with no coffee. But anyway, he, um, she, the host. Yes. Was, um, let me get this correct because she gave us the best shout out ever. They have a, a segment at the end of the podcast where they shout out podcasts to watch because the, it was the big, it's the big listen. Yes. It's NPR. a podcast about podcasts, you guys, just yes. so you know what it's about. It's really cool. It was my first time checking it out and I'm glad that I did. Um, and they shouted out number 289 on the chart. Yeah. <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is saying Thank something. you, Lauren Ober. Yes, Lauren. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. We yes, totally heard. Yes. And we um, also, um, I ran into a listener who is a fan down at ABFF. Her name is Michaela Gibson. She pulled me to the side. She's like, oh, I met you years ago. And I was like, okay, hi, you know, whatever. I, I mean, it. I didn't mean, I don't mean whatever. But, you know, you, you go to those events and a lot of people are like, oh, we met, we met, we met. And I always forget because I have no memory. And she's <laughs> like, and she goes, but I listened to your podcast. And I was like, you listen to our podcast? Weren't you like so thrilled? I was so thrilled. I but love when people say fan, that. So Shout out to Michaela Gibson. And shout out to everybody who's listening. People keep tweeting me and coming up to me and saying that they're regular listeners. And my heart just wants to explode. We adore you guys. Please, please, please keep listening. We really appreciate you. Right, Corey? Yes. Um, We're trying to make this for you. Yes. And one last thing before we wrap up and get into this great interview with June June Ambrose. I want to suggest, because we're going to give back. You know, it's all about paying it forward. If you guys are not into the Mogul Podcast, you need to be. It's now available on Apple Podcasts. It was only exclusive on Spotify, but it's about... The Mogul Podcast? The Mogul Podcast. And it's about... They did a great six-part series about Chris Lighty. Another great hip-hop icon who we lost. He was behind the scenes, but, you know, he orchestrated the deal with 50 Cents and, and Life Water. He was a road manager for Tribe Called Quest back in the day. Violator management is all because of Chris Lighty. But they really looked at the different levels of his life, and it was really, really well done. So if, you're not give, if you need something to listen to and you want to be intrigued, definitely check out the Mogul series. 
I love it. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to add it to my list. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into June Ambrose. Who's spilling all the tea as usual. Come on, June. Yolanda. Yes, girl. Charlie girl. Corey. Girl. It's the Hollywood edition. Yes. Come on, L.A. And we couldn't do it without somebody we know dear to us oh, from, from New York. From and these love. New York streets. Wow. But who's so fabulous that so fabulous. she's blessed us. She's yes. blessed. One of the most influential women in fashion for Hands us. Down. Yes. Hands for our down. set. And yes. also, I'm just going to jump in right into it when... June started wearing well June Ambrose June Ambrose oh my god can I speak we were fanning we were fanning we already it's really hard sitting in a room and have people talk about you in a way that makes you feel like you're not in the room but the out of body experience that you receive when an accolade comes your way is of no other so thank you I'm truly humbled thank you we're so happy to have you here I was just gonna say when you started wearing the turbans I went on the YouTube because I was like how does June do those turbans and there were wow. all these girls and if you search June Ambrose on. turban on yes. YouTube it autofills it autofills June yeah. Ambrose and you turban yeah who would have known right because it's like you know when I first popped up on the scene wearing a turban they were like oh she didn't get her hair done I said no I said, not at all. I said, this is my new crown. Mm. And I started taking it out of context and wearing it with like Gucci suits and gowns. And I think that's what it's really, you know, it's about. It's about owning a statement that is taken from something that could have been su- a, a suppressed moment. You know, queens wore it in other parts of the world as a crown. And then it became something that mammies wore. Yeah. And then it became a, neg- a negative connotation. So I, I took the, the negati- negativity out of it and brought the art back into it. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought of it as a crown. I've always thought of it's it as beautiful. as a rooster. Oh my! My phone never is never on ring, <laughs> and it's and ringing the one it's time. Ringing. But it's Hollywood. But you're it's so Hollywood. fabulous. It's like Hollywood. Right. How very Hollywood of you, Jim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like you we forgive you. So, yeah, it it's, is. It's a good. It's a good one too. It's At least it's a sexy ring. Yeah, yeah. it is. Like it's not like that. You know, the one that sounds like the old school phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's really loud. Super cute. And oh, we're back. Goodness. Yes. <laughs> My Hollywood, love you too. my Hollywood girlfriends are calling. I've made all these new friends in <laughs> I Hollywood. Love it. Wait, so what else? What other trends did you start, June? Because um, I mean, we know well, about the turban. Do you feel responsible well, for I, any other moment? You know, I can read some June receipts. Yeah, let's, let's oh, okay. Let's okay, give it. Straight from JuneAmbrose.com. <laughs> Corey was okay, prepared. Here we go. No, I am prepared. Corey did her homework. So I'm just going to just read. I'm just going to suck on a fish while you Go ahead, go ahead. So it says, case in point, she designed and put Missy Elliott in the unforgettable patent leather and vinyl suit seen in the rain super duper fly video. Wow. She was the one who dressed P. Diddy and Mace. I call him Puffy. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in those eye-catching metallic suits. And she was behind the street chic looks in Hype Williams' cult classic film, Belly. And she is most definitely the woman who helped Jay-Z become the fashion icon he is today. Amen. That's, I mean, mm. 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 Oh. it's a slow, <laughs> a slow clap. Yes. Too. Yes. So I remember wow. all of those except all for Belly, those. and I'm really coming back. It's that crazy. Was a moment. Belly's a cult following. People oh, like yeah. literally. I, I, I was Belly at the I was at the um, Hollywood Film Festival Awards the other night, and this guy was like, "I was looking at Belly, and I saw your name in the credits. Can I please have a photo with you?" He was like, "It's my favorite <laughs> yeah. movie." He was like, "I was like that was decade over a decade ago." Nas and it's so good in that movie with them suits. And you know, it's interesting really about one thing that was interesting about costume designing that film. Um, it was supposed to be like in the future of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I bought okay. I bought Evisus to the states from Japan. 
I made the iconic Rhino from Echo iconic in this film. And, you know, I really got a chance to kind of continue my shiny suit. (laughs) You love a shiny suit. I love a shiny suit. But the opening scene was really powerful, you know, working with the black light and, and really having fun with the cinematography and understanding that, you know, we didn't have millions of dollars, but, you know, Hype had a very... Very specific. You know, typically when you design a film, you design it and you you go off. I had to design and supervise. He wanted me to see me every day. I'm like, hype, this is not a video. Yeah. <laughs> the designer's <laughs> not on the set every day. But I realized in that moment that it was more about family and it being like a, a moment that we both wanted to experience together because it was both our first film. So I think there was something to be said about what we were doing at that time. Wow. And it was DMX. It's like, I remember when Hype first brought me DMX into, and so we're at the office and we're in pre-production and we haven't casted the leading actor yet. He walks in with this guy with a, uh, a dog chain, uh, um, like a chain, like a padlock, a big thick chain and a padlock on it around his neck. And I said, who is this? <laughs> and he said, um, this, is, this is the star. <laughs> this is... This and and he started barking at me. Oh, DMX, and I said, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let me just tell you right now. Against every odd, he was on time every day. Yeah. Oh, he was wow. the most professional, the most respectful. We went on to be friends. I was at his wedding. Oh. I was, you know, like it was, you know, it was just he was everything that they ensured that he wouldn't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The film company you know, wanted extra insurance on him. They're just like, there's no way. This kid is like homeless. He's like, you know, yeah, he was, he was barking. <laughs> you were probably really worried. I clutched my pearls and I got myself together. It's, I was like, but you know, throughout my career, I've walked into rooms and people have said, this is what you need to work on. And it's never been easy. Yeah. There's always been, you know, it's always been a challenge. A girl with a size 15 foot or, you know, like a girl, you know, it's always, so, you know, there's always something. <laughs> And, and you know, it's just it's it's more than styling. And Who else I, I think surprised you when you've them. met them? Um, in terms of uh, they, they've t- you, their reputation, you, their reputation precedes them, and then you work with them, and you're like, that's completely wrong. Mm, wasn't a whole lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to think and come back to you on that because okay. it's so. It's, I did over 200 music videos. Some, I meet, uh-huh. I'm running into people in Hollywood now. They're like, you put me, actors, you put me in my first commercial. You dressed me. I was in a 7-Up commercial that you did years ago. And and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but they're <laughs> huge, successful actors now. Yeah. They're like Hollywood's, and I don't remember, but it's like so much, wow. so much work. I mean, you know, there there were moments. Yeah. And, and for those who, you know, it was all... Like a Foxy Brown, you know, you kind of, she was such a big personality, I'm choosing my words. And um, <laughs> you want to go in and you want to be a sister, a mother, and you want to be patient. Mm-hmm. So before I had kids, I was feel like I was maternally nurturing mm-hmm. all of these kind of broken spirits or lost kind of souls and misdirected and misguided individuals. And I say that in terms of com- community, because they were coming from communities that were other than what we were trying to project and we were mm-hmm. trying to be aspirational and we were being aspirational. We, we know that was the goal. And in costume designing for them, it was like, I'm character developing and I'm teaching them like, you know, this is not who, you, you know, you can become someone else. You can, you know, let's talk about the feeling that you feel when you transform into this. And if you don't feel the connection, let's keep it moving. 
and helping, you know, finding a, a young girl to discover herself really made my job feel more important than a Girl Friday or a little shop girl. It was so much more that we experienced in every moment. I, I have no regrets in everything that I, in, yeah. that I experienced, good days and bad days. I mean, you know, they, they all taught me something about myself. They challenged me. We grew together. We cried together. Um, the, it's a journey. And for those who are doing it now who feels like it happens overnight. And it doesn't. It really wow. doesn't. It's like an actor who has gone on 100 auditions, like, oh, I'm giving up. I'm like, well, then you're not an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're a true artist, then you don't give up. You just kind of continue to kind of experience it like and be present in the experience because those broken pieces of glass is actually what's creating this beautiful piece of work. What was it like inside the Missy moment or the Diddy? Like when you first showed them the idea Mm. and the plan, was it like? Well, hype was hype. Williams was a very odd um, Queens boy. (laughs) No, he thought you know he didn't think like the average inner city kid. You know, Um, he was way beyond his years. And when you read the treatments, you can really kind of just imagine. And when I first worked, when I first was brought to work with Missy Elliott. You know, here's hip-hop in the late 90s, mm-hmm. and it was very um, sexual. And it was it was all about, you know, the sexualiz- sexualization of women, and it was about provocative, you know, being provocative. And, you know, Video Vixen was all about that. And here is Missy, you know, a, a, curvy, a curvy, petite woman. And we, we had to figure out what we were going to coin her. Shy... But when that when that music went on and when those lights went on, she completely transformed into something else. I mean, she was in my imagination. She wasn't really. Um, she, she she felt like um, a cartoon, a character, a someone that we can really play with because she wasn't afraid to be, you know, not to take herself serious in the in the moment. She really could separate her true self from her character. You saw her transform and leave her body and go into Missy Elliott. And it was so, it was just really kind of great to watch because she was, when I tell you, she was super shy. So the whole blow up suit thing was a Michelin, described as a Michelin man. And um, Hype had found these really cool um, fire glasses in an archive of Alain Mickley. And I wanted to build around that. And I loved, again, shiny, shiny. (laughs) But the the obstacle was building that suit. I'd never built an inflatable suit before. So it was just the dynamics of having to costume design that and figuring out the inner tube and how we keep it and finding the right contractor to kind of construct it and how we keep it inflated. So at the end of the day, I was I had a bicycle pump. We took it to the gas station because we got her dressed into the suit like a floppy prune, like a garbage bag, just black patent leather, (laughs) floppy. And I was like, okay, now what? So the bicycle pump was taking too long. So we took it to the gas station. We blew up and then we walked her back. When we got her into the scene, <laughs> yeah, it was hysterical. We, shot, we, on, we shot this in Long show. Island City in New York. <laughs> and we were in a big sound stage. And we so got her on set. We started filming. And the suit starts to deflate. Mm. It's okay. And this is when you say, when you, I, I was nev- I'm never a panicker or I was never a yeller. Or I would never want my clients to see me sweat or feel a sense of uh, there was danger I had to make them feel comfortable so I was always like when Ish was hitting the fan I was like <laughs> I would I was the, I was probably I'm the biggest magician distractor <laughs> and I was like I looked at hype I looked at the suit I said okay wait it's deflating I said keep dancing and she's dancing and as she's dancing you're really kind of seeing the moves actually work better 
Mm. And, 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 and so I got behind her with the bicycle pump and the entire video you're, that you're shot behind I'm behind her. her as the air was deflating I was pumping it back in oh, <laughs> and she girl. would pop lock and it would deflate and go up and it just oh I was like look at God I mean what else could you say <laughs> what else can you say I mean I've had moments where I had to make a light up suit for the Fugees and I never made a light up suit and I had a car battery attached to it the size of a backpack. <laughs> and they needed to perform. And I had wires, long wire. I mean, I've done some crazy costumes. You do not have a degree in engineering, I assume. I do not. <laughs> you were not and a And that's STEM. why they were made out of, you know, but I worked with guys who worked on carnival costumes. Yeah. And, you know, Eastern Parkway, Carnival, you know, a, a, a hardworking West Indian. We yeah. figure it out. Yep. Figure and I'm from the Caribbean, so we figure it out. Yeah. Magic. Antigua. Antigua. Yes. But grew up in the Bronx. Grew up in the Bronx. I'm a Bronx girl. So I want to know, like, you were you born in the Bronx? Or you no, came, I was born in Antigua. Came, I'm an came. immigrant. You're an immigrant. I had to get my citizenship. I had wow. a green card. I had a Cruisian accent because oh, I moved from goodness. Antigua to St. Croix. And I came to America when I was three and a half years old. Wow. And I had a Cruisian accent. I love it. Yeah, I was hysterical. So how how does you, the girl from the Bronx become this major like influence in fashion? Like, to walk us through that. And not to say any girl from the Bronx should not be. No, but you know, very... when you grow up in a, in, a, in an inner city in an urban environment, there they are there are boxes that they can you know. There's the box, and then there's the lid. And I was never allowing that lid to to to, to go on top. I mean, for my mom, she you know, she didn't shelter us in a way. So if we you know we would go down to the city, you know, take tours at the you know the studios and the UN and different places, and um, you know we were able to explore America, New York. And I think if I didn't have that experience of leaving out of my neighborhood, and you believe it or not, there are some kids in the inner city that don't still go downtown yeah, yeah. to yeah. department stores and go downtown mm-hmm. or go outside of their borough to experience other things. And we're not talking about getting on a plane. We're talking about getting a on a train like or a going bus. Going downtown, they don't right. leave, yeah. right? A and there's token. some. And it, I realized in my adult life, and also just mentoring and, and going back into different communities and realizing that that is that is the lid. Mm-hmm. The experience that the not being a, I was a fresh air fun kid. Like I left, you know, the Bronx and I went to Nunday, New York and lived on a farm for six weeks. You know, that experience of taking an inner city child and taking them into some into not only did I leave the Bronx, but I was with a, a with a white family, mom and dad. And I was I was being raised in a single parent home, latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. There were three other children in the home. So I got to experience what true family was like in terms of having that mother father for that for those two weeks Mm -hmm. those and then also with a family who didn't have a lot but they gave Mm -hmm. so understanding like you don't need to be wealthy to give and to open your heart and your home Mm -hmm. and that experience really taught me a lot about life i'm now on the board of the fresh air fund and i'm I'm the first alumni to to be asked to to join the board so it's a great honor for me Mm -hmm. it's a great it's I feel a sense of responsibility to lead other, you know, kids down that road because I know what it did for me. Pay it forward. Yeah. So I got out of my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I experienced other things. I think that's super important. I didn't go to high school in the Bronx. I wanted to go to high school in the city. You know, so all of those little things, you know, being aspirational and always feeling like, you know, just because, you, you know, these are the circumstances. You know, we I was raised in a one bedroom apartment. It was me, my mother and my sister. 
My mom gave us the bedroom. She slept in the living room. You know, she got divorced, never brought another man home Mm -hmm. because she wanted to keep us safe. So we were very rich. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There There was a certain sense of wealth. You know, we had a freedom to creatively go after the things we wanted to. We were allowed to be children. You know, there were just those kind of experiences really lend to a rich life. And I thank my mother for that. You know, those sacrifices in so many ways, I think, is really what molded me and prepared me for what I'm experiencing now. And humility really is the, the it is really truly the the answer to success, long, longevity. Mm-hmm. That sense of just feeling like it's it's not because of you, you know, you know, it's a greater power or, you know, you're grateful because you're only receiving this because you gave something. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like if I, even just a little compliment is a give. You know, people mm-hmm. don't realize the tides are very small. They don't have to be. They don't realize what a tide is, mm-hmm. you know. So I use my social media to kind of, constantly reaffirm to myself who I am Mm -hmm. and also share that positive affirmation with people that are along the journey with me. What I love about um, being in the universe, um, um, as as a mom, your whole hashtag rock mom, to know that someone's as successful as you are, as influential as you are, but clearly your two kids Mm -hmm. are your foundation and Mm -hmm. you make time for them. Um, Is that a purposeful thing that you do to showcase? Because it really did, Mm -hmm. as working moms, that you know, Charlie, you're going to be a working mom one day. You know what I mean? But it's tough. You do. Oh, God. I mean... I, I started the whole rock mom hashtag because I felt like I know if I'm feeling lonely and overwhelmed in the experience of raising children and working and also taking care of the home and being a, a domestic engineer because we you kind of end up doing it all. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't working and that are stay-at-home moms, it's still the same dynamic. Yeah. You're still managing other people's lives. Yeah. And um, I wanted to kind of say to those women that were along the way with me and also the kids of those mothers that are following me, because I have, that's what's happening. I have mom saying, my daughter follows you, I follow you, mm-hmm. my 11-year-old follows you, my kids' friends follow me. I love that. And it's become, it's taboo mm-hmm. for you to be able to communicate with a teenager mm-hmm. or do the same, It be you be cool enough to hang out with, you know, or communicate with mother-daughter, because that stuff stopped. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I didn't want there to be a disconnect. And I was like, how do I show moms and show kids that just because you're parenting doesn't mean that we're not alive, that we, like, we matter. And if we can communicate, then we don't feel so alone in the process. So with my cooking and... Oh, my God. I'm ready you know, for the cookbook. <laughs> Please. I'm so ready. Are we ready. really buying cookbooks? I'm so Your whole wife I ain't going to do a cookbook for 100 people to buy. I'm telling you right what? now. What? I, I need more than 100 people. What about a cooking show? Oh, like, I want to... I wanna okay, we'll see. Now we're the, talking. Uh, yeah. Now we're talking. I would love to now just we're be talking. in that... I think we need universe. like a whole rock mom wife life, like just, a lifestyle. Just I'm just gonna let you guys keep speaking. And tell it what it's supposed to be. How long have you made now? I have been ooh, 17 years. Oh, wow. wow, we've been together 17 years, and you look 17. You're very kind. I know you do. <laughs> Hence why I love a podcast. Because <laughs> we can tell you guys whatever. I'm wearing a sequence gown with a split up to the the nape of my crotch. A high heel shoe that'll make you feel so vavoom. Decollete that'll make you slay. <laughs> Hair cascading Dec- down my back. Look at that. And no, she is. Wait, I'm writing that down. Decollete yeah. that will make you slay. That's, yeah, that's right. tweet that. Yeah. Repeat that. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, we're, 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 we're friends. 
Um, You know, he's my keeper. And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, men should be our keeper. I think we should hold them. um, We we should hold them to that. What does it mean to be kept by our men? Can we get a lesson? Yeah, because I know it's easy to think, oh, (laughs) she's being kept. He's taking care of it. No, keeper. My son's Mm -hmm. my keeper. My son is my daughter's keeper. She's his keeper. We're each other's keeper. And I'm his keeper, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think that. It's really about understanding that I rely on you. Mm -hmm. This is a partnership, Mm -hmm. and there will be good days and bad days. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I need to know you have my back because I have yours. You become the wall, the floor, the ceiling, you know, in the relationship. Mm. And every day is not great. um, But I think if you can talk about the things that don't feel right, in, along the way, then you can kind of maybe fix them. I think when you stop talking about them, you know, it's there's so many things that we have to keep up. They have to keep being sexy is the way we have to keep being sexy. Yeah. So it's like, it's so, I'm sick that? of the, yeah, I'm we so do sick have of the, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I, it's like, you have to remind them of the that. double, the double standard. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. guys put a lot of pressure on us to stay a certain way. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to the same Thank regard. You. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm sick of the, oh, she's a working mom. Are you a working dad? Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I want the same titles that they put on us, I'm now putting them on men. And I'm holding, and I've always held them (laughs) to that regard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that I, everything that I want, I wanted my dad to be, I'm really enjoying watching my partner be that to my kids. So that's been really very fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. And he holds that you down. Okay. He does. I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be out here for 20 days. You know, the kids are. And I can yeah. tell you, you can tell that you guys have good communication, which yeah. is, I mean, when we all get busy, that's tough. And you communication know, sometimes is silence. It's an art. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you and in, in, the wits, the gems, in the midst yeah. of being mute, you have to know what's being said. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't, we can't always articulate the feelings, mm-hmm. yeah. especially when you're drowning, you can't breathe in the words, you can't find them and you're gasping for them we all know that feeling it mm-hmm. feels like someone's sitting on your chest you know I tell I, I like to be able to describe it because I need to be able to come up out of it and take you know just take breaks from it but they're they're real feelings that I'm not gonna apologize for having I, I like to have a good cry mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. being able to cry makes me human it makes me feel it makes me alive I love being nervous and I love having butterflies you know I think that also but keeping butterflies in a relationship or in work Essential. is a really great feeling yeah. and it's like I always tell like young people starting off in the industry like if every job doesn't scare you then you're not doing the job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we should be doing things that scare the wit out of us Mm -hmm, it makes us you know it makes us better at it at least that's been my experience up next more yes girl to come okay so summer is when we keep it hot y'all right i mean it's hot outside in case you also want to keep it hot between your sheets you know where i'm gonna tell you to go adamandeve.com for a limited time only you will get 50% off just about any item and that means you have no excuse not to get started on your super sexy summer kit Corey, what's in yours I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know anything Candles, about this. Vibes. Handcuffs. Corey, don't be shy. Just you know, keep talking. Just keep okay. talking. All right, all I'm right. listening. I'm listening. Corey might start off with a DVD. And if that's what you're into, when you select one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs. You know, that's the for beginners. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, something to look at, plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your order. So there is no excuse not to have the pleasure products that you need this summer in your bedroom. All you have to do is go to adamandeve.com and use the code YESGIRL, that's Y-E-S-G-I-R-L, at checkout. And that will get you 50% off of almost any item. You will get your DVDs. Ow. And you will just have a better summer because I said so. Go try it. I love it. Use YESGIRL. 
adamandeve.com. Because to me, you were one of the first people that, you know, you did your work, you were a stylist, you were a costume designer, mm-hmm. you were a visionary, but then you became a brand. Mm-hmm. June Ambrose. Was that scary to kind of step out on faith? No, that? because I always thought of myself as a brand. When I went into starting to work with artists, I came in as an artist. And I came in, and, I, and my position, my trade secret in, in approaching, because I worked in investment bank and worked in corporate America, so I wasn't looking to come in and be treated like someone who was just going to come and serve. You know, it was more than just because it is a service job, yeah. but you have to set it up in a way that it becomes um, there's a corporate sense of, you know, like, you know, if you're coming into work underneath in my company, you have to start at a certain level. You build your way up. Why treat it any different? You know, when people think fashion, they think, well, we run around and we, you know, we put clothes together. And this automatic lack of respect for the for the craft. It's like, oh, child, you just a shopper, honey. You just a stylist. Mm-hmm. You just I said, no, no, I'm a businesswoman. I built my company. This is what my company does. This is what we serve. Being able to articulate and help them to understand, my clients understand, I'm coming in, you're paying me a certain amount of money because you're paying for what you get. Mm-hmm. I'm looking the part. I've, I, I, I'm giving you I'm giving you the product. It's yeah. going gonna, gonna to match the dollar. I don't want you to have a question why you're paying me a certain amount of money. So I want you to mm-hmm. see the value in it. Mm-hmm. And the value, you have to own the value yourself. You can't let people put a price tag on you. So I know what my value is. I came in with the value. So here it is. Here's what I'm going to offer you. This is how I expect to be dealt with. My Without company. articulating it. She said so, my company. Yeah. And, it's like, yeah. and it's like, if you, if you know you're a star, you don't let anyone ever dim that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have to service someone. It, is a, it, was a, it wasn't an easy dynamic. Some clients got it. Some clients, you know, was like, I don't, you know, she's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd walk into a room and it, sometimes I just, but I, I won't apologize and I had to, that, this is a, a new affirmation, a proclamation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize for being who I am. Yeah. Because I like me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, yes, I don't feel the need to have to, <laughs> to change who I am so that you can feel comfortable. What I, want, what I am going to help you do is to feel this kind of light. Feel what mm-hmm. I feel. That's what we're going to experience together. So that you're not, this doesn't turn you off. That this feeling is a feeling that I want to share. And it doesn't become intimidating. It doesn't become offensive. You know, so when I walk into a room, I just want to make you feel good, as good as I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's have a good time. If you're spiraling, and I have to come in and I have to assess quickly. So there's a psychology to it as well. I'm a stylologist. I'm, you know, I become, <laughs> no, you become, the, if you're working with a male client, you become, you know, the, the, the wife, the, the, the best friend, the everything all in one time. And then knowing your boundaries mm-hmm. when there's significant others in the in, in in place, so there's really it's like a nanny coming in to take care of a child. You have to know when to pass, hand the baby over. Yeah. You know, you have to know when to sit the baby down and just allow the baby to be, so the parent can feel that the child is theirs. You know, like we, I always, I have to put you together and I have to step away from you and let you feel, and you should feel that this was your decision, that you own this moment. This wasn't about me. It should never be about me. So along my way in working with all these different celebrities, that was my that was always my objective, always my goal for them to feel as if at the end of the day that our experience was about it was our secret. Yeah. And that they were gonna have to go out and own this. And you can't blame me for what we're what you're about to do. You really can't. Good or bad. You know, so it's 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 I think for the new people coming in, it's like they wanna be they wanna be famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous the cel- first. Yeah, the Before celebration the when Insta-famous. you know <laughs> the celebration of of June Ambrose came from the work. 
came from who I was as an individual and others recognizing, oh, she's she she should be on TV or she should be this. That's because I wasn't afraid to show that that's, you know, I studied acting for years and I was, you know, I it was a skill set that I had. I was I was I'm an, I'm an actor. You know, uh, it worked for me throughout my career. Did I walk into a room and say I'm an actor? No, because I'm playing this role as a costume designer, a designer, a celebrity stylist, or whatever. At the moment, when I went on TV to sell my stuff at HSN, I became, you know, a designer and a host. Mm -hmm. I became, you know, I I was coming into people's homes. I became your best friend. So you play different roles in life. Like a chameleon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, But I was... You know, secretly a trained actress. So I wasn't afraid to do live TV. I wasn't afraid to walk into a room where everyone was staring at me because, in essence, that's the DNA of who, you know, who I was. Yeah. So you mentioned investment banking. When you, when you <laughs> rewind. Oh, did not matter. Oh, random. Go back. So I'm going to swear because I talk a lot. <laughs> And so she doesn't drink, y'all, which probably adds to her yeah. beautiful, flawless skin. Yeah, so you go to high Another school. reason why I love a podcast. <laughs> As the skin is so flawless and glistening and glowing, <laughs> neat and tight and bright. You go to school in, in, in Manhattan. What school did you go to? What high school? I went to Julia Richmond Town Unlimited. I love it. And I was an under. I got this investment banking job. I had, I had enrolled in a college and I became an undergraduate. I didn't complete college, mm-hmm. but I got this great, amazing, paid, you know, corporate job that in the research department at an investment banking firm because wow. I was I had a great GPA. My principal and I were very close. He was very fond of me. I I, I knew how to talk. Yeah. And I I was witty and bright and you know, I was not a corporate girl, but it was a great opportunity yeah. for me to kind of uh, understand that I didn't want to be in corporate America yeah. <laughs> and wow. that I was uh, well, I was an entrepreneur. And when you realize when I went back to the West Indies years later, I was like, oh, my God, I'm an entrepreneur. This is why, because everybody in the everybody Caribbean is an entrepreneur. <laughs> my mom had a store in the Caribbean. She used to work with the Carnival Queens and make their dresses and had an atelier. So I, from a child, I was around fashion and didn't realize I used to cut up my grandmother's curtains and make dresses for my dolls. I used to produce fashion shows in elementary school when I came to America. I was the... I was the class president in, 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 in elementary school. Then I went to junior high school and I had to be the class president. Then I went to high school and I had to be the class president. It's like, I I may be the next Hillary Clinton. I don't have any records. Well, I won't be Hillary because I'm going to win. But I'm, I love you, Hillary. Ooh, hashtag shade no shade. We said we going to win. I feel like we did win, though. We did we win. Won. We did win. We did win. Hillary, you won. And you yeah. broke in our heart. But I'm just, wow. I say it to yeah. say, like, you know, yeah, I mean, no. No, we did, though. We got the numbers. Yeah. I mean, we, we showed up. Facts. Those we showed up. We won. That's yeah. right. No. <laughs> no, but I was like always wanting to be like, you know, a leader mm-hmm. only so that I can kind of enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm a team player. I love working with teams. So when I first started my career, I built a team. I think this, there's no, you know, there's no I in team. And I love the idea of that. So even though, but I understand also that everyone needs a leader. You know, some people are leaders, some people aren't. So I was like, I'll take the role. I'll take the part. You have to decide what role you're going to take in life. Mm -hmm. You're the CEO of your life. I learned that from my corporate experience. You know, that you kind of create this environment for your life and your career like a a chief executive officer would. CEO? Oh. Yeah, see? What's next for Junior? 
Um, so many things, I think, in my heart. Um, I don't know why I said that in like third person. I'm sorry. I know. Because June left the building. She June went to the bathroom. She's back. There was some other woman speaking. Her alter ego just spoke. Her alter ego was speaking. So, um, the humble me says, okay. So I think, um, no, I know um, that television is calling me again. Mm-hmm. I miss it. Um, I, I like that platform um, design. You know, I enjoyed my experience. I'm not no longer working with HSM, but the experience of that was very successful. Um, Direct-to-consumer, which I've been doing on my JuneAmbrose.com and my my little fun pop-up, little ventures, and mm-hmm. just kind of really securing my consumer, making curating them, seeing who they are, understanding who that customer is mm-hmm. all over again has been really a wonderful new experience. I'm starting new careers all over again. Every time, it. it's like everything I do, I feel, whether it's, uh, you know, one season of a show, next. Okay, you're doing another show. You're starting all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no sense of like this sense of accomplishment because I always feel like I'm starting from the bottom and I'm okay with starting from the bottom. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with, you know, going on an audition for a part if that's, you know, if that's what's calling me. Yeah. I'm in Hollywood, you know, for 20 days. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, I want to start creating, I'm working on my second book now. Um, I want to start creating more original content mm-hmm. um, that will um, come to TV. So I'm really trying to surround myself around like-minded people, people who don't see me as one thing, but that sees the potential of, you know, the the, the global brand. My show has been aired in all over the world. Um, the show I shot for TLC that didn't air in America but aired online. It's very successful in, in parts of Africa and and in South America and received very well. And this is one season. So um, going over and tapping those markets. Um, so travel is definitely there. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but I think it's all doable. I think the right partners and the right, like, again, right like-minded people. I think media is a, a very important platform for me because I'm comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't, you know, comfortable shouldn't be like a bad word all the time. I'm saying comfortable in like, I, I enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's like a shoe that fits. You want to keep walking. I love it. hearing you say that though, because for someone so fearless and confident, I'm curious how you know you've, you're pushing yourself past your comfort zone. Because oh. for some of us, that marker is like super I gotta tell obvious. You, this, this gummy fish is not what you want to chew on while you're doing an interview. Oh. So. <laughs> But you know, like, how do you know you're pushing? Because you are, you're obviously so confident. Yes, girl. You know, mm-hmm. and just alive and fearless. So, how, how do you know when you're pushing that, yourself too far? When June is pushing. No, when you've uh, when you've gotten to that sweet spot. Because oh. you know, in order to succeed, we have to push ourselves. Yeah, past sure. our comfort zone. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I feel like some of that fearlessness that we work up, you wake up to. Me yeah. Mom. No, Ooh, I so think that's right. No, that's, you know, no, like no, that is kind of, that is kind of a t-shirt. Up, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll stay talk. tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yes, girl. Like, yeah. Don't you like, right? Yes, girl. Yeah. Yes, the girl. business deal. Yeah. But I feel like June wakes up like the alarm clock goes off. I'm a morning like, person. Come on. Oh, I don't do alarm oh, clocks either. Me, wow, June has. Well, June I don't have blinds. We don't. June, I wake up to June the light. June has. Yeah. June is like this. World famous stylist. I think I met her like once or twice, but she remembers you every time you meet her. And you like, you'll be at like some red carpet event and you're like, (laughs) of course, June doesn't remember me. I mean, she met me twice or something. And she'll be like, hey, girl. And you're like, oh my God. June has this really beautiful gift of acknowledging people that, you know, it it makes people feel really good when you're 
you know, this world famous woman and you're like, you see all of us. You truly see us. Yeah. So it's really powerful that you do that. I, I want to be seen, right? So if I can't give you what I want to receive, then I'm, who am I? You know what I mean? So it's like people say they want things, but they're not giving out what they want. So it's like, and I love, I love, I enjoy, if you're going out in public, then you should be prepared to interact. Mm -hmm. That's why you're out in public, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's like social media is to be social, you know? So for me, it's like, no, people, they they kill me. It's like, they don't want to take a photo. They want like, what are you going through? I'm like, I'm like, well, you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. Yes. You know, you can't you can't want to be celebrating. You can't ha- want to have all the accolades, but you don't want to put in the time to be to be gracious. Mm-hmm. Five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. Yeah. Someone comes up to you. They're excited to meet you. It takes you even if you're having a bad day. Be a cashier. Mm. S- snatch it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, but my point, my, sorry, my point know, was that you also taught me. Wake before the quake. Oh, baby. That was her. Uh, have you, have as you a practiced parent. that? I try, but sometimes I be tired. <laughs> I be tired. But yeah. tell can you share what wake before the so quake? So I don't like I don't like people shaking me and waking me up. Like that feeling of <laughs> that that that, that sh- can you feel it, guys? The yeah. shaking. Someone comes and nudges you, and the I don't arm. like that feeling. So I want to be ahead of it. So I I rather wake before everyone else wakes. And have my alone time, and uh, me to be what I want to yeah. be, and, I, and me to be the self selfish me, and think about what I'm going to wear for the day, and think about what I want to put on my face, and what I want to put on my body, and yeah, because that time that's is amazing. like that's the time that we want to get back as as moms, and we get bitter about that we don't have, yeah, because you didn't have time to do something mm. that, and time is what you you control that, like yeah. that ain't your kid's fault. Being, but after mom, after a while, a it will person. make you, it'll make you, it'll frustrate you. Yeah, so Initially, you would it. think, oh, I'm a mom. This is what I'm supposed to do. But as you go along in the journey, you start to chill. I mean, I go to my kid's school, and they, I walk, and I'm in heels, and they're looking at me like I'm stink. Like, they're like, like why, like, why yeah, are you in heels at 8.30 in the morning? Because I'm cute. Because you woke before it's yeah. I'm like, why are you in sneakers <laughs> at 8.30 in the morning? I said, because let me tell you right now, a homeless person, if they don't put their feet in shoes, they start to swell and splat. Now, if you keep your foot in a sneaker, that foot is going to take form of that sneaker. You have to have some diversity in your life. Yes. Mm. So you can't live your life in a sneaker, girl, and expect to feel like you in pumps. I, so you have to. You can't get stuck in a routine, and that's where the rut starts. And sometimes just telling a mom, like, girl, just a red lip, child. That's all you need, girl. Something. <laughs> that's a go-to. <laughs> that's something. But it, the honesty is really what other moms are looking for someone to tell them, like, girl. And when they start to feel down on themselves and they're like, oh my God, I don't know how you do it. I said, listen, if you don't like it, change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end. You tell your kids don't whine, you whining. You're whining. Yeah. So it's nice for us to check each other every now and then. I whine. I whine, I complain. I'm human. Right. You know, all the things that we, you know, I can say that I'm, the vice that I've lent, I'm guilty of that experience. That's why I can lend it. Because I've found my way, I've navigated my way through it. It's like, you know, and when you're in a informative place and when you are put in the position where you people expect you to guide them, you have to experience things and you have to be able to be vulnerable and transparent. It's like I can I can cry and talk about this moment because I, I, maybe I might have experienced it, maybe I might have, might not have, but I want to be open enough to allow you to tell your story. You have to be a good listener. I wasn't always a good listener. So that, the skill set that I had to learn, my kids taught me how to listen. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that. 
All right, final questions for June. I got one. Oh, is it 30 minutes already? It's 30 yeah, it's 30 minutes. minutes. Well, that's a problem. We'll have one more. <laughs> we all do. Well, I want to know, I'm always mad when I go in the universe again, um, and I can't come to your sample sale. Oh, there's so much fun. My <laughs> closet it's always cleansing. so late. I'm going to do my closet, but I'm going to do my, I have a, I'm, this is coming to my site soon. It's called the Style Vault. So I will curate, I have like some great like Gautier, some really fun, like, you know, oh. some great pieces that I will curate on my, on my um, vault, on my site. So if you miss the sample sale, but the sample sale has become more of like a, it's like a, a girl like block party, you know. I have met women that have come. It's my third annual. Girls, but before they had their babies, they come back pregnant. Then they come back with oh. the baby, oh. and you know. And I'm spending the day with them, and we're shopping personally. And it's just like, it's my closet. It's like you know. It's but there's a, a certain sense of sisterhood that goes on. Wait, I your love closet that. that's so big, it's on a street. Right. No, it's in a store. I take over a store. I do a pop-up. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I do a pop-up. Yeah. My Summer takes over the sidewalk with her. Oh, my daughter Summer really? does her brownie. I love it. Her brownie and, and her <laughs> homemade match. watermelon lemonade organic <laughs> and sells out all the time. The lines are around the corner, but it's festive. We're fun. We're having fun. It's a, it's a good time. Well, my question is equally self-serving. Can we double date? Y'all are my couple crush. I love a good like-minded couple drink. Yes, you can. Does your I guy do. drink? Um, you know, because my guy likes a glass of my wine. My guy loves a Several. little whiskey, so we're good. We're good. Yeah, and you needs, and I can. He's you know, a wine. He's a wine drinker. Yeah. We can drink up not, the light. I, I, I'm always a designated driver. Too. Me too. <laughs> we call her the Desi. So as long as there's a guy, okay. another guy who drinks, I'm sure he'll be. So happy. okay, so it's happening. Yeah, it's I happening. It. So June, you've had a lot of clients over the years, yeah. and but one that has remained very consistent has been Jay Z. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I just want to: what is that relationship like? I mean, the, the Jay Z and Beyonce to us are like. I know the oh. sovereigns and the so yeah like yes yeah. don't touch our sovereigns okay. um, no, they really are but, such amazing people yeah. honestly we should hold them to high regards I yeah. mean they're so consistent mm. um, you know I worked with Jay from the inception of his career yeah. even before he was a rapper and he had his record label with Damon and they were I was working with their artists and helping them develop their artists um, so we go back um, you know We've watched each other find love, and our, our families grow, mm -hmm. and our, you know, and our kids, you know, knowing each other. It's such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But there is also a really great respect for the business, mm -hmm. and we don't really cross that. Like we're not doing dinners and stuff together. It's business, but yeah. we're we're. It's a very unique relationship. There's a. Um, he can count on me, and I can count on him. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it. You know. Mm -hmm. um, when when I had my sh and Jay doesn't make a lot of public appearances, but when I my first show on VH1, Style by June, I was like I'm doing a launch party, uh, you know, a screening, a launch, and I, I'd like for you to come. He showed up. He was the only one that showed up celebrity wise for me, you know. But that's that spoke volumes. Mm -hmm. And not to say that other other people, not to say that anyone else, any of my other clients are not, you know. As great because they've also showed up for me in other experiences, whatever. But that meant a lot to me, and that reaffirmed the the friendship. Mm -hmm. um, that as as unique as it was, it was you know it really said a lot. It said about how he felt, how he held me to a certain regard, mm -hmm. that he would take time out and put on a suit on his own <laughs> and show up. That's really sweet. That's really sweet. I, I, I you know I love his family. I love him. I just you know I think I'm I'm beyond beyond happy for you know his wife and, and and what's happening to both of them yeah. and his daughter i mean just what they're about to experience is like it's because they deserve it and they're worthy of it and yeah. you know it's just 
It's just nice to. Yeah, we were already nice framing up the twins in our three. We were yeah. all like, okay, we're going to buy this. We're going to put this. Yeah, no, B yeah. has great taste. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. But you've also helped it. him. Um, you know, fashion, you know, you've helped his image. Um, yeah, we've, you know. we've evolved yeah. in many ways. Yeah, many ways. <laughs> and I love that you guys. He's so been... iconic now. It's like, yeah. he could throw on a t shirt. Yeah. The swag is like, but you know, we just had a moment that was really wonderful the burgundy suit yeah. at the brunch. That and it was, was like, you know, Jay has been beautiful. in black for maybe seven years now. Wow. <laughs> black, black. And we have, and this was great. This, you know, people might, it might not seem like anything, but for uh, both of us, it was kind of like a great aha moment. You know, it was like, I don't know, it just felt fresh. And, you know, puppy was the perfect compliment. And it was just, it just seeing him in a color, you know, I came in wanting him to be in color. Because I just felt like his life was about to get really colorful. And that was his color. You know, that wine, that rich, that royal you know, color. He was. It was just perfect. It's beautiful. I could talk all. I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you we on that. Thank, Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll come back. Part two. Part two. Part two. This should be, be this. Video. This. This room. This thing should be. You guys should be on TV. Oh, I don't want to just listen. I want to see your faces. They're so, so beautiful. We'll do that next. <laughs> Thank next you. Right, and the cartoon the animation show. That I love is hysterical. it. <laughs> It is. Yes, girl. Uh, yes, girl. Oh, we didn't ask that. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you say yes, girl? What does what yes, girl mean? Yes! No. <laughs> I love it. I lo- I'm, very, I'm a big fan of Jack Hay. Yes! <laughs> what does yes, girl mean to me? It's like, you are so fab, so fierce. So, like, yes. Like, yes. 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 I'm here. Yeah, I'm just, I want to scream it from every mountaintop. It's like, I was, yeah. We gotta get Jack A. Oh, oh, see, I just got you. Okay. Next, you I just got your next house. Girl. What is she up to now? I want to know. Okay, she is so good on Twitter. Oh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thank you, guys. Namaste. Thanks to our guest, June Ambrose. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl. Girl. So there's our conversations with Niecy Nash, who's really hot right now on Claws. Charlemagne the God. And the Carmichael shows Tiffany Haddish and Amber Stevens-West. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And we mean anywhere, so come find us. And don't forget to leave us a review while you're there. And rate us, tell us what you like and what you love. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media. Shout out Lou for their production work. And of course, thanks to our sponsors, Adam and Eve. Please support them the way that you support this podcast. We'll see you next week in NOLA. Essence Festival. Check us. We're going to be live. Eating po' boys. 